Hey, welcome once again to another episode of Leading Edge Interviews. I am your host, Super Dave. This is the show where you get to hear more about the artists that make all the great progressive rock and metal that you get to hear on The Expanse on Live 365. Thank you for joining me once again. There aren't many artists who have been on here three times or more. Haken may be the only one. And between Charlie Griffiths and Rich Henshaw and Ray Hearn, they've all been on a lot. And their lead singer, Ross Jennings, has been on here a lot, too. This will be Ross's third time joining me. I'm so thrilled to be able to sit down and talk with him a bit about the new album from De Virgilio, Morse, and Jennings called Sophomore, as well as Haken's big tour coming up in the spring that was just announced. A full evening with Haken, just them playing all of Fauna in its entirety, as well as a whole bunch of other surprises. So Ross and I sat down and conversed about all of that. And here is that interview right now. Speak to you again. Yeah, it's good to speak to you again. Good to see you. How have you been doing, my friend? Yeah, uh, great. Busy with family life, really. And uh, there's been a lot of touring this year with Haken, so... A little bit. I've been <laughs> keeping very busy. Yeah, you guys have been seemingly almost endlessly touring this year. I feel like this, uh, just now, you're finally getting about almost your first break of any extended period since the year started, almost, right? Yeah, it's been a full-on year with... Um, uh, given that this uh, band has been going for over 10 years, it's yeah. really only this year we've done our first proper festival season wow. across across the Europe. And I mean, yes, we've played the odd frog festivals here and there. We've done maybe a week of shows in the summer before, but never to the extent that we have this year where we, yeah. we, we really hit up a lot of festivals. And yeah. So it's been great putting ourselves in front of new faces, new ears, yeah, and uh, yeah, showing people, that, you know, who we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it really feels very much like, like you said, you guys have been around for ten years, but it feels like this year you really kind of broke, <laughs> and it became like when I read about new bands having debut albums out mm-hmm. this year, and they're saying things like, oh, you know, they're very much in the vein of Dream Theater and Haken. Right. And you guys are now sort of established as that comparative standard that, that other bands may yeah. be measured against. Well, that really Crazy. says a lot. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blowing. So I guess Fauna was pretty well received by the public. I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's always, it's always hard to uh, gauge these things from the inside out, you know. Right. <laughs> um, we're really proud of it. We think it's a great record. Yeah. Um, and glad that it resonated. You know, there was uh, some curveballs in there as well, but really, I feel like that record represents everything that Haken stood for up to now. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, I I I think one of the things I enjoyed most about it was just the the variety of of tones and uh, you know, um, not styles, the word I'm looking for, but but textures and mm-hmm. tempos and the variation throughout it was all haken yeah. but it was all different aspects of haken yeah um, on display and really uh, that level of variety really yeah. really works well for me and it really yeah. really it's my favorite thing you guys have done at this point thank you yeah a friend of mine um i described it as a greatest hits without any <laughs> any of the hits <laughs> it's a nice description i like that <laughs> and it's, you know, and even all the way to the album cover, 
you know, like that, that already ranks as one of my all time favorite album covers. It, it's such a cool colors and tones and variety. And, and, and again, it's like the album itself, there's so much going on and there's so much to find in there just in a, yeah. just in the picture. So, you know, kudos for like the total package to you guys on that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was kind of a callback to all those, you know, really intricate hand painted album covers back in the eighties, like Marillion covers and right. uh, stuff that kind of Megadeth used to put out and things like that. So <laughs> right. it was, uh, it's like, yeah, it's kind of a homage to that world. Yeah. I guess actually it makes me curious a, a stray thought but i i have to imagine you guys probably came up with a name for the the chimpanzee and the the well-dressed dapper dude on the cover there didn't you no i'm sure um we'll we'll run a competition at some point uh, to name to name the guy <laughs> i guess wrong or, or, or i thought girl. for sure I'm like these guys have a name for him i'm certain <laughs> oh that's funny so, but it's uh, I guess the roads treated you well. It was a, an enjoyable tour, despite all the uh, all the running around and all that stuff. Yeah, great! Like really happy with how it's gone this year. Um, we did an extensive tour of Europe just yeah. before the album came out, and it actually was released um, when we were halfway through the tour. And that was kind of a co thing with between the buried and me. Mm. It was great, great fun to go out with those guys. Yeah, and. Uh, that was about seven weeks of touring. It was crazy. Wow. And then um, we had a little break, about a month, and then we had headed out to the US and did our thing there. And uh, yeah, it went down really well. Such a successful tour. So happy with how it went. And um, yeah. we just got back from, obviously we did the festival season after that, and then we just got back from the South American leg, or Latin American leg, I should nice, say. Yeah. And yeah, I uh, that say was phenomenal. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, any particular highlights along the way for you? Any uh, fun stories? Oh boy! I mean, I'm. <laughs> um, let me think. I don't know. It's it was all pretty clockwork, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I'm never good at thinking of these things on the spot. I'm sure some fun stuff happened. No <laughs> <laughs> worries. But uh, yeah, it was all good. I will say the crowd in Philly here was very very enthusiastic when I saw you. Um, a couple of folks next to me right. were quite uh, how they had the energy to essentially be jumping the entire set list is beyond me these these young kids but you guys i think represent <laughs> the very first time i was at what would be characterized as a prog concert where a mosh pit broke out yeah which was like wow holy smokes you guys <laughs> were just banging and they were loving it so yeah we tend to span uh, quite a wide audience demographic yeah. um which is great you know yeah. it means there's some longevity in it yeah, indeed. And um, that we're appealing to a wide audience is only helping us, really. So, yeah, yeah, truly. So this one coming up that's just been announced now, of course, will be, to my knowledge, your first evening with tour. So it's going to be all hake and all night, which is very, very cool. Um, and, of course, the great thing is we get to hear all of Fauna, which mm -hmm. I love because... I will say I was missing the alphabet of me in that set list in Philly. <laughs> I really wanted to hear that. Um, but how does that, I mean, other than the obvious, how does that change up your approach to planning and, and all then putting the, the event together? Um, so we're going through that now. Um, yeah. One of the biggest points, obviously, is uh, we tend to usually play for about an hour and a half. Right. And for the majority of our audience, that's not enough. 
<laughs> and we're there's always those songs that people want to hear, or those epic songs. Yeah. Uh, like visions or crystallized and things like that, which which uh, would get left out because there's simply no time to squeeze everything in. Um, so we're making sure we sort of cover a lot more of our catalogue as well as doing Fauna in full, and there'll be something represented from every album. And um, it kind of reminds me of um, when I used to go and see Dream Theater to do these evening withs, and yeah. that's, that's sort of a big inspiration for what we're doing. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, but we're, we're thinking about the, what the production side of things is going to look like and how we might structure all that. So it's going to be quite different from the regular the shows that you've seen us do. Yeah. Um, looking to put a bit more production value into things and really excited to, you know, play for three hours. <laughs> yeah, that'd be very, yeah. very, very cool. So that you don't get to see a lot of those and bands have to reach a certain stature before they're at that point, you know, uh, where they can fill that mm-hmm. time and people are going to buy tickets to see yeah. them fill that time. So, you know, I, I imagine that in and of itself may feel for the band like a bit of an achievement unlocked (laughs) completely yeah really excited um i do love the advertising for it as well the fact that uh (laughs) you got the the disney vibe there where now the uh the character from the fauna cover is now basically king louis yeah uh, (laughs) it's a great idea I, i think what what i enjoy about that is that you guys have that that sense of humor about yourselves that sense of playfulness that a lot of bands don't have you mm-hmm. know or at least don't appear to have i think a lot of the bands that seem to be like super serious and you know always the heavy thinkers and all that actually have a lot of fun behind the scenes yeah. but you guys let that come out you know a very much in, in in a lot of what you do and especially this tour you know again between the fauna album cover now the evening with advertising mm-hmm and the amazing hawaiian shirts it can be a hit or miss with humor yeah obviously and um we're we're not shy about showing people who we are as people you know um so that's that that's why that shines through um it can be a detriment sometimes i know a lot of fans just you know don't want to accept that stuff and they're just all about the music and the serious business but yeah. Um, we're here to have fun too, you know, it's entertainment yeah. folks. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I did hear some people griping. Oh, I'm not sure they should be wearing those Hawaiian shirts. I'm like, dude, let them rock. Them. It's, it's awesome. It's, you should sell those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did. Um, did you? I missed that. But I think uh, the first, there was some delay with the orders. So the first part of the tour in the US uh, didn't have them on the stand. Uh, but eventually, okay. uh, I think sort of halfway through, we got them in stock. And, yeah, they they sold very well. Oh, that, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure so. we'll bring them back around again. There you go. I'll be all over that. My girlfriend will hate it, but <laughs> <laughs> she, every time I put anything that looks like a wine shirt on, she looks at me and goes, "Why? Why are you doing this?" <laughs> um, that's cool. I look forward. Maybe I'll get a chance to grab one of those. Um, so obviously, other than the fact that you guys are now going to include all that extra stuff, I'm kind of curious. Any. Uh, I want to ask if I could, do you have any particular surprises planned for people, but I don't want you to give them away. So it's probably a silly thing to ask, but I guess I'm just curious what things you can share with us in advance that uh, might be really cool besides the plane um, and in, in its entirety. 
it's still early days, but the format yeah. is going to be much like an expected. Yeah. Two halves, you know. Um, but I don't think there's anything I can give away yet at this point. Uh, but really, like, it's, it's exciting for people who want to hear a lot more music and a lot more of our catalogue and some deep yeah. deep cuts and and uh, some songs that we haven't played in a while. So it's uh, that's that's the fun part. Yeah, indeed. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I very much got the tickets. We're ready to roll. Um, looking forward to seeing <laughs> that and awesome. uh, getting a full night of Haken. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, not almost every time, I was going to say, last time you guys obviously were headlining. So my memory skipped for a moment there, which it will tend to do. My memory is weird. It's Swiss cheese at times. <laughs> so anyway, very cool. I look forward to seeing all that. I, I'm very excited for it. And in the meantime, somehow you fit in a whole other project while you were touring and have managed to now be coming out with the uh, sophomore effort, if I can somewhat use a pun almost of uh de virgilio uh morse and jennings which i'm going to shorten to dmj because i stumble every time i try to say that um and that's due out on the 7th of november i think yes uh 10th 10th i was close yeah <laughs> and yeah speaking to uh about humor again that was kind of a tongue-in-cheek title um <laughs> that we came up with uh yeah i mean what do you what do you call a second record? Uh, we we struggle with names. I mean, you can tell by the 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 band name. <laughs> we, <laughs> I think like DMJ is what we tend to refer to it as. Yeah. But I think Neil calls it the trio. And, the trio. And um, yeah, it's quite a long long one. The kind of it's a reference to Cosby, Stills, and Nash, I guess. Sure. Um, Which I think um, is a fair one. Listening to that first album, especially, and even this second album yeah. that the vocal harmonies are on par. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. The influences are there. Yeah. Know. Uh, but there's a lot more to this new one. I think, I think there's a few more, uh, different ideas that have come through into our songwriting. And, uh, it's, it's again, continues on the theme of being a very fun singer songwriter style record. Um, uh, but with the emphasis on the acoustic yeah. nature and the vocal harmonies really is the, um, you know, the selling point. Right. of this of this project and uh yeah it's a great great record great fun listen in my opinion um but this was all done you say like fitting this in but yeah <laughs> i was recording this a year ago you know <laughs> oh just, wow okay it, it's crazy crazy how um long it takes yeah to get stuff okay through the system and in, into vinyl and, and then there's a whole scheduling of things plus it had to work with things we were releasing ourselves like neil's joseph project was coming yeah. out and we put it back a bit yeah yeah it's tricky to balance these things but yeah, yeah. we're pleased it's finally out uh, i feel like it's more of a summer record <laughs> so it's kind of weird to be coming out in the winter but um <laughs> yeah but you'll have it all this all through christmas and into next summer so. Yeah, I was going to say, now that you say that, I guess I can hear that idea of it being a bit of a summer album more than it would be a winter album. I don't know. It could be just me. I just get sunshine vibes from yeah. this this kind of music. Personally. Sure. <laughs> all the acoustics and the uh, the harmonies and all that stuff. That's right. uh, a little yeah. bit more for sunshine and top yeah. down in the car for those that have it. Sure. Yeah. 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 
And I noticed, uh, and I think you said it's got some extra twist in it this time. I uh, picked up on, you know, I feel like you guys were pushing a little bit more around the edges and bringing out a little more of a grit, a little more of um, a little more rock edges to things. And at the same time, a couple songs, a little bit stronger country influence and all Mm -hmm. that. It felt like you were pushing away a little bit more from the blend and coming out and showing those influences individually a little bit. Is, is that something that was intentional or conscious when you were doing it? Uh, hard to say, not really conscious. I mean, yeah. of course we're all conscious <laughs> what we're doing, but um, there wasn't a strategy with that stuff. It was really yeah. just, Hey, let's make another record. <laughs> um, let's all come up with some songs and see what the strongest ones are. And right get them in an order that works and let's do it you know it's it was it wasn't really too much thought gone into um through all that it's this yeah. project for us is really just uh about kind of being approaching it with a bit more um fun and relaxation and uh enjoyment and yeah yeah it's really all from the heart not too much from the head <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's the impression I've gotten, I think, to a large extent, given, you know, the, the the complexity and the intensity of the things that you and Neil especially do in your right. primary projects, yeah. that this is more of an opportunity to just kind of chill and relax mm-hmm. a little bit yep. and, and you know, just dial down the intensity. And I think I've seen one reviewer describe the union of the three of you as like businessmen let out go for recess and play on the <laughs> playground a bit and i thought you know that's a good description i like that image yeah that's fun i like that um yeah uh i guess so um yeah the like you said it's a nice respite from the intensity of our main projects yeah and we're all songwriters and there's different approaches and different styles of music we like to honor and that's really what it's about. Um, there's no point doing the prog metal stuff in this project because right. that's not what it's for. You know, we could just do that. Oh, I've got delivery. Cheers. Have my coffee as well. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's a very rewarding project for yeah. me to be part of this. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's it's a good bit of fun. And I imagine, as with most things, you know, like after having that first go round, you know, and now you've established that familiarity among the three of you, or at least among you and the two of them, because I'm sure they were already pretty familiar with one another. They'd worked together before. Yeah. Um, yep. How did that change the dynamic at all this time around? There's a lot of trust, really. And, um, where I've, I'm given the opportunity just to share my music with those guys is a blessing in itself, you know, <laughs> really. And the, and the fact that they're excited about it and want to perform on it. And, um, it's, uh, very rewarding. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the main word to use. Like that we just trust each other with the songs that we're putting forward and, um, you know, that we get, you get a, get a great blend in the end you know everyone's supporting each other yeah well it's what a band should be yeah, yeah really when it's working at its best right yeah and it's a it's 
in some ways, the, those of us that get to listen to it, it's a little bit of a blessing as well, more than a little bit. But it's just the idea that as busy as Neil is, as busy as Nick is, and as busy as you become, you're honestly becoming almost as ubiquitous as they are at this point. Because every time I turn around, hey, wait, there's Ross again. Hey, there's Ross again. <laughs> you're all over. And as you mentioned, I, I don't think I picked up on whether you were involved in the first half, but I did pick up on the fact that you were involved in the second half of Neil's Joseph project. So I wasn't involved in the first half, no. Okay, um, good. I, I didn't miss it. It wasn't happening. <laughs> he, he, he found a character for me. <laughs> he found a character for you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just a small role, really, on uh, a feature on a couple of tracks. Oh, okay. Um, What's uh, the character? Uh, it's the character of, I don't know if I can reveal much, but it's oh, the character yeah, okay. of, a, of a butler. <laughs> a butler, okay. So um, it feels very appropriate being English and everything. <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be a typecast as a butler. I like that. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a, that's awesome, though. I, I like, I you know, for me, I love to see that. It's It seems a longstanding tradition uh, in the world of progressive rock, going back to the 70s, where there was a lot of in moving in and out and people changing bands and moving around and, and forgive the term, but a bit of a, an incestuous thing where people were constantly changing and replacing and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of times some of that always seemed like somebody, well, somebody's left the band and now they joined some other band. And it, it seemed a little bit, maybe at times acrimonious. I'm sure at times it wasn't, but these days there seems to be this, expansive collaboration that goes on you know where you've got people that are in various different bands but they're getting together to do other things you know you, you've got Roy Stolt and you know Pete Trewavis you know joining in for Transatlantic and there's of course Neil Morse and Mike Portnoy and then Neil goes off and he does mm -hmm. something and Mike Portnoy goes off and does Flying Color well they're both in Flying Colors can hardly separate the two <laughs> <laughs> until now till this week um and, you know, that, but there's just all this blending and you just see all these various people, you know, kind of moving together. And it just seems like this, there's this big community and right. you're firmly a part of that big community where, you know, like there's this ongoing getting together, collaborating, doing stuff and going back to your main gigs and all that. Like that seems pretty cool to me. And I, I, I guess I wonder what it's like for you as you really start to become one of those mainstays. Well, I'm uh, honoured to be men even mentioned among some of these names, but because 20 years ago, I'll, if you'd told me I'd be even be on a record with Neil and Nick, yeah. I'd be like crazy. No, <laughs> never gonna, never gonna happen. Because um, I grew up as a big fan of all these groups and names that you've just mentioned, and yeah. uh, so it's it's it feels amazing that our music that we've made inspired by those forefathers <laughs> i should say um has resonated with the community yeah and uh you know and then we've all been picked to sing on other records and or play guitar solos and other records yeah. as is the case with, with rich and charlie and, yeah um and that that sense of community is fantastic you know it's important and it's important for musicians to branch out as well i should add like um, staying stagnant in your one genre or your one gig, uh, it actually can be frustrating, you know, as much as rewarding, but, right. um, 
musicians need to put their hands in different things. I think it's I think it's very important to the longevity of your career and yeah. and uh, and and building that yes that sense of community and networking with others that are basically going through the same thing as you. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking on a fan perspective, it's it's for us it's one of those cool things because there's you know a little game you play sometimes oh what's what what do you think would be a great band or what do you think would be your fantasy band and next thing you know a bunch of you guys got together and you did it you know <laughs> so we're blessed with these variations of mixes of artists that we enjoy putting together different kinds of music so i mean that's what's great because you know how easy would it have been in many ways for you and neil, you and neil and nick to, to put together another prog band or you know like another version of a transatlantic kind of thing or whatever and instead yeah. you guys went see, in a different direction i wouldn't see the point yeah it's um you know if i was writing prog metal stuff for this i'd be keeping it for haken you know it, w- yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't feel right you know yeah. um i feel like every project i do has to have has to be very distinctive from one another um and uh yeah for me this this record is about you know just being less there's a lot of serious business when it comes to listening to music and in our genre i believe and it's sometimes nice just to have that music that's on just on (laughs) right and just enjoy it put it on in the car go for a ride do do some work at home or you know have it on in your workplace and it's just something that's enjoyable and just a little bit different to the, the the radio stuff you know a little yeah. break from little break from Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I, I I feel you because uh, for me it's one of those things where when I go to something when I like if I got to go to a certain kind of music and it's maybe the only thing I can have I'm probably going to listen to something that is harder edged and progressive. Mm-hmm. That's generally been mm-hmm. my tendency. And you know what? On a Sunday morning when it's quiet, I'm having my coffee. Oh, you know, grab Spotify mm-hmm. and throw on an acoustic playlist. Yeah. And what you guys are doing would fit right in there. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a bridge between the two, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's and I wonder too, because I've I've heard at times artists who are associated primarily with Prague um express some frustration with the fact that when they have an inclination to move out of that and do something that some might call more commercial, some might call more pop oriented, whatever. That's not prog, essentially. Um, that they get some blowback from fans about the fact that they've done that, and you know, like uh, they get frustrated that, hey, look, you know, like, yeah, I love to do progressive stuff and maybe metal oriented stuff, but at times I want to do something different, you know, and they get frustrated with feeling like they've been pigeonholed. I'm wondering if you've ever experienced anything like that yourself when you do things like this. I think, um, luckily, Haken have been eclectic enough yeah. in our in our own catalogue that I don't, haven't really fallen into that <laughs> pigeonhole, I don't think. Or my status is not that big <laughs> enough. <laughs> that it, when you look at Stephen Wilson or, or Opeth or... Yeah. People of that ilk, of that stature, um, the uh, any any shift in style and any blowback from that is going to yeah. explode on a bigger magnitude, <laughs> on a bigger scale. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I'm lucky enough to sort of be at that point where I can actually throw my 
nets and different genres and and it and it still works because I'm I guess I'm not that big enough <laughs> to really <laughs> cause any uh, uh drama um <laughs> any blowback but um no honestly if it's if it's done genuinely people will hear that if it's authentic yeah. you know um and I think that's the beauty of this DMJ thing it's it feels really authentic and it yeah. is really authentic and that will shine through in the music so there's you know the fact that there's no 20 minute pieces on there or nothing with any tangents or crazy time signatures. I know there's a few references to prog on this, obviously, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's done with a lot of care and love and passion and authenticity. So I think that's, that shines through and I think there's no issues there. That's cool to hear. Yeah. I think maybe you're right in that sense too, that, the amount of blowback will be in some way proportionate to the, you know, the, the amount of influence or I guess, you know, the, the amount of longevity that a band might have or influence or whatever you want to say uh, in your sense, doing your solo album and doing this, you may have done it just at the right time to avoid some of that stuff. Cause people now already go, okay, well we know Ross is capable of doing these kinds of things. And then, Charlie and his project, you know, and, and Rich, what he's been doing, they, we know what they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. like they are already doing other things. And you're probably right. The upside of Haken is that they have been eclectic enough uh, in many ways that maybe it's not so surprising well, for a lot of people. We, you know. we came out off the bat doing circus music. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's always, it's always kind of been there. So, but I, I'm just, I'm curious because then it's always it's like a funny thing. The idea that somebody somewhere would say fans of progressive rock or progressive metal or whatever would get fussy about somebody expanding their horizons. Because to me, that's like, that's progressive. You know, even if yeah. you went from something that's longer in form and more complex mm-hmm. and all that to something that's simpler if it's something where you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, that's progressive. Yeah. That's doing something different. But there's always that differentiation between progressive and prog, which is yeah. very much a sound and a genre yeah. that's, that's pinpointed to, I guess, one particular period of time. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a whole debate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, certainly. I agree with you. It's a, it's a downside of labels. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. It's at the same time, it's not like anybody just came out with you know a Taylor Swift style pop song right. either. So you know, like Crosby, Stills, and Nash style music isn't exactly what one would consider pop by today's standards. But God willing, you know, maybe you guys hit something big with that, and and you strike a strike a chord because that's always a possibility. Um, you know, I think of something now like a jelly roll and he's got a song out there that sounds like somewhere between rock and country and right. he's got a big hit out of it which yeah. I, I wouldn't have seen that coming myself but it's, it's here it is it's happened <laughs> well you never know with these things i don't think anyone's really trying hard to hit a big hit right. <laughs> with this stuff which is um again why this feels so authentic yeah uh, and if anything like that does happen then that's phenomenal yeah it's kind of nice to <laughs> Be able to be successful doing exactly what you love doing. Yeah. 
and and making it the way you want to make it without having to compromise that. Mm. So, you know, from from my perspective, and it's one of those questions that comes to mind at times, like, the, you know, sometimes I wonder if people worry, well, I'm pushing this way, I'm pushing that way into this style. Am I getting too far away from my core sound? Do I want to do that? And I almost feel like I think I know your answer is going to be, no, you're not worried about doing that. I don't have a core sound. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> my core sound is my voice. Um, if I lose that, I'm screwed. But um, <laughs> for now, in any style of music I put out, um, we'll have that stamp, and nice. that's my safe. That's my safety net, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to have that because the one yeah. thing that uh, you don't have to worry about. Well, I, I, I almost want to say a couple things like, "Oh, you don't have to worry about losing it or breaking it." No, I guess you can. <laughs> you can do that to a voice, but at the very least, oh. nobody's going to steal it out of the back of the truck one day when you're touring. Right. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make a comparison there, and I realized every analogy I was going for was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Until I finally found one. Dig hard enough, Dave, you'll get that analogy. So between now and, what, it's, I think it's March is when the, no, March is when I'm seeing you, but the tour might start in February. Yeah, I actually fly out on my birthday. Oh, no kidding. Uh, okay. February 7th, I think it is. And uh, we'll be doing some rehearsals somewhere. Yeah. And then the tour kicks off um, from early Feb. I think it's the 10th. It's the first show. Nice. So how do you plan to spend uh, the time down, the time off? <laughs> from now till then? Yeah. Or is there no time I'm, off? I'm, <laughs> in full, I'm in full family mode right now. <laughs> so I'm a uh, full, full-time dad and doing some photography work. And uh, I'm, sure. I'm going to be piecing together a second solo album um, where, wherever there's time. <laughs> there's cool. very very little spare time for me at the moment right. um i'm hoping to kind of put that together next year at some point yeah uh, nice. but so for wait. now it's all, all about corner the touring this, yeah. this this baby here and uh there you go. <laughs> yeah i really hope it resonates with people and that people get some enjoyment out of it for sure oh no doubt i've yeah. i've heard all of it and i if if people enjoyed the first album they'll enjoy this album equally as much yeah. at least and maybe even a little bit more because again i think there's some little areas there where you know the the rock comes out a little harder the country yeah. comes out a little clearer <laughs> so it's you know it's not a plain and simple redux it is god forbid i use the word redux right after the whole dark side of the moon thing <laughs> it's not a whole redo of what you did before it's not a rehash it's it's more and new and different yeah, it's a continuation. It's a growth. It's yeah. it's the three of us um, having learned a little bit more about each other on the first record, just exploring yeah. exploring what we can do together. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's the great part because it sounds like then, obviously, you're enjoying it enough to do a second one very mm-hmm. soon after the first one. Yeah, and that suggests to me you guys are enjoying it enough that we can expect a third and future ones where we'll you'll continue to expand on that DMJ sound, I hope. Yeah, I would sure hope so. And adding to that, um, you know, we'll, we'll have discussions about if there's demand for it to take us out on the road, maybe. Oh, we'll sure. See. We'll see. That would be great. I think, I think we'd all be up for that. Yeah. You need like a cozy little thing there, just the three of you and stools and guitars. and <laughs> yeah. or, be fun. Yeah. I guess one of you on drums. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. 
So yeah, I would be there for that. And I did not know you were into photography. You just dropped that. I almost let that slip my brain. I, you do it a lot. You into it? So it used to be a real passion. Yeah. Like in the early, my early teens, I should say, or late teens. Um, I, uh, I'm essentially a freelance photographer. I have been for many years, well, but I've been doing it less and less sure. as, as the band's grown. So from 2010 onwards, my photography has been less, than <laughs> but I still dabble into it uh, yeah. here and there. Um, but with all these things, when you make your hobby a job, um, sometimes you can lose the passion out of it yeah. a little bit. And that kind of happened to me. Um, so I don't really advertise myself too right. much. Um, but yeah, I want, you know, try and keep some of that, uh, retain some of that hobby, hobbyist nature of it. Uh, sure. If I can. But, I guess. You know. But yeah, the focus uh, shifted to being a musician and a singer and uh, taking Haken to the next level. So. Yeah, well. It takes a lot of work to be ubiquitous, sir. Sure. <laughs> so, I just, I, I asked about that because I dabble in the photography <laughs> as well. And so I, I just was curious, you know, what you've been doing. Uh, what are your favorite subjects? Um, I don't really do um, much outside of working with people. So it's portraiture yeah. and oh, okay. capturing events even and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the bread, the bread and butter work. Um, I'd even go to concerts and photograph shows and that's, that's like the passion part for me. Yeah. 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 I haven't been able to get out as much as I once did just to go out and take pictures. I I've kind of always have an eye on for something um, and I'll pull it out. That's why I finally got a really expensive phone so I can always have a good camera with me. And I used to carry the camera bag with me on travels, you know, when I went mm -hmm. on holiday and all that until I got tired of having to deal with the camera bag. Yeah, on my shoulder and changing the lenses and this, that, and the other, and you know, yeah. once in a while you get in a castle because UK is usually where I'm at, and the castles is where I'm going, mm -hmm. and you know, all of a sudden you got this tight spiral staircase and yeah. the bags of pain in the rear and <laughs> banging into people with it, and I finally like that's enough. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> so my primary thing at this point is grabbing whatever great shots I can at concerts. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Which is fun and challenging. But yeah, the phones have become, you know, I, I would never replace <laughs> the DSLRs with the phones, but sure. Um, but they're so good now, and the imagery that you can capture on an iPhone is mind blowing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's the, the the future of photography is, um, it's just in a strange place, as is the music industry. It's a, yeah. Uh, I've chosen the two sort of. Uh, <laughs> areas of work that are in demise but you know yeah it's interesting you mentioned that i was gonna say there's two areas where i can i can imagine there's hardly there's fewer things out there that have had more growth technologically yeah. speaking than than phones cameras and mm -hmm. music because you know like at this point in time it's the norm to hear people talking about the fact that they're recording their parts in different places of the world even emailing them to one another and then somebody's mixing them all together. You know, like I've heard entire projects done that way where mm. people were never in the same room together. You know, COVID forced it, but it's, it was probably coming eventually anyway. And it's probably one of the reasons we're lucky enough to be able to have so much 
take and, and Ross Jennings and DMJ and Neil Morse music in such a short span of time because you don't all have to congregate in one place. It's true. Yeah, this is a great advantage of the technology yeah. we have now. Yeah. So it is swings and roundabouts with these things. Yeah. And and DMJ is is the product of what you're talking about. You know. Right. Both of these records, we weren't in the same room together when they were recorded. Yeah. Um but it's it's worked. Yeah. Like I like Neil's story about the fact that he had no idea how good the vocals were going to sound together until the mix put them all in there. It's like he knew everybody was going to sound good right. individually, but it took putting them all together in the mix to hear the magic. That was a huge leap of faith yeah. on his part, but for all of us, you know, uh, really. Yeah. I'd, I'd, uh, I guess he knows talent. <laughs> I'd, I'd sent him a demo on of one of his tracks. Um, is everything i am well i just sang my line and then it was neil and and the other part was neil as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but we never but we never had so I, I just wanted to hear how my voice blended with neil's because i'd never really heard that before oh well um and yeah i felt like it worked out but then we, yeah like you said we never heard all three stacked together until yeah. i guess the mix <laughs> right um it's crazy if you think about it yeah it really is yeah Yep. The only thing you guys are missing for the third album, and, and forgive me, I may have said this to you before, I feel like I've said this to somebody before, is a curmudgeonly, politically oriented guy to join the band and be your Neil Young. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we do need that. <laughs> Just to History repeats itself. And then, yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we can find one of those. I'll, I'll give him your email address. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, sir, it's it's been a pleasure talking to you once again. Uh, it's so cool to find out about your interest in photography. I did not know we had that in common. So um, hey, you learn something every day. <laughs> I, I, I hope you get a chance to enjoy it a little bit and have it not be work. Right. Right. You know, that would be very cool, but enjoy your time off. Enjoy your time with family. Get it every bit. You can been there, done that myself. So mm-hmm. I know how it so. can be and, uh, you know, enjoy it. So have a, have a great break and I wish you the best with sophomore I hope it hits. I hope it's big, or at least as big as the last yeah. one, and, and hopefully in, improves upon that. And hopefully we get to see you guys live. And That'd meanwhile, great, wouldn't I look it? forward to March when I see you guys in New York. Yeah, say hello. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Great, Ross. Thank you. Take care, sir. Have a good day. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. As always, it's a wonderful conversation with Ross, and I'm always very thrilled to have him on the show. Ross, thank you once again for joining me. I really appreciate your time, my friend. Wish you all the best. Enjoy your break. Enjoy being a dad. And I hope the album, Sophomore, it's really big. You guys deserve it. I hope the tour is amazingly successful for you as well. I know it's going to be an excellent show. I know it's going to be an excellent time. I will be there. I look forward to seeing you guys. Best wishes to you, and best of luck with all of that stuff. Meanwhile, if you like tuning into the show, feel free to check me out on the social media, Facebook, Instagram, slash threads, as well as the artist formerly known as Twitter. The way it's written out's a little bit different from platform to platform, just the way it worked out. Also, if you ever want to check out the video stuff I'm doing, including versions of these interviews, head over to YouTube, search out Bleeding Edge Interviews. We got, again, these interviews. We've got some other fun stuff going on, including reaction videos. And I'm going to do a few top tens and other fun stuff in there as well. And if you want to fill your day with great progressive rock and metal, then head on over to Live 365 and tune in to The Expanse. Got everything from the classic to the new, the mellow to the metal. 
You'll find it all right there, and you don't even have to change the dial. Thank you once again for listening to Bleeding Edge Interviews. I'm reminding you, don't be afraid to deviate from the norm and broaden your horizons. Meanwhile, this is Super Dave, signing off.